Coming live from Campinas, the state of Sao Paulo, Brazil, is our guest today, today afternoon. And there in Brazil, it's 7 o'clock early morning. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, through their information, or simply learning from them. And today we have got Tom Rioch, known in Brazil as the king of networking, also a podcast host, author, public speaker. Welcome to the show, sir. Welcome to the show. Welcome to India. Thank you, AJ. It's a pleasure being here. And as you mentioned, it's seven o'clock. And I say, in Brazil, we get the leftovers. Uh, because you've gone through half of your day, right? Uh, Asia is starting to have dinner. And right now, most Brazilians are waking up to what, what has happened. So uh, we need to start our day early to have part of that day uh, instead of just receiving the news of what happened. We need to make things happen as you do. So it's a pleasure to be with you. And I'm happy to wake up early to be with you because business is 24-7. It's around the globe. It's all the time. And we need to be ready for opportunities. Right, sir. Right. Like we we keep on looking at things that have happened in Asia, maybe in Singapore, in, in, in Hong Kong and all these places. And then we look at their markets and our markets react to their market. But in God's, in God's eyes, everybody is equal and nobody gets left leftovers. That's true. No, but I admire what you do uh, because obviously in what we try to do, we need to sell ourselves. You, you, you're, you're an expert in branding. Uh, what I've learned over time is that if we don't learn to sell ourselves as a person, as a product, as a service, as a company, Nobody knows. And there are 8 billion people out there. So right. you have to get up early and start working. Right, right. And from your expertise, we'll get to know for businesses and for people who are looking after careers, how they can actually use virtual networking, international virtual networking to get maximum careers for their businesses. But sir, for, to start with, why do they call you the king of networking in Brazil? Well, this, this is a long story, but short version. Uh, in uh, a little more than 20 years ago, I'm a founding member of the American Chamber of Commerce here in the Campinas region. And okay. it was in, at that same time, I started my own consulting company. And I wanted to mesh those together. I said, well, if I'm starting a company, uh, I, I've lived in the community, but I didn't have business uh, uh, connections. I had personal social connections. So the American Chamber was starting. So I said, well, I'm going to join. I became a founding member uh, with the objective of helping my network and meeting people in business. And that's how that started. Uh, the first year of that association, we had 240 companies as members. At the end of that year, we had 120. And everybody was surprised and they came to me because even though it's the American Chamber, the majority, the vast majority of our members are Brazilian or multinational companies. Uh, he says, what do you think's happening? And I says, well, it's a cultural thing. And culturally in Brazil, uh, and as in other companies, people need to be physically presented one to another to, to meet, right? To accept right. meeting somebody. 
So they went, you know, Mary needs to be presented to John and John. And then you tell all the story about John. You tell all the story about Mary. And that's how it starts. Uh, yeah. I'm an American. I was born in Pittsburgh. I was raised uh, in the United States. So I'm a firm believer. And there the, the customs are a little bit different. You can go up and meet people without having to know the whole story behind them or when they came or when they arrived or how they arrived, wherever they are. So, and I said, well, we need to teach our members to network. First, we need to teach our members what an association is. And, right. you know, if the basis of most commercial associations, Amcham and others, and I know in India you have, and even in Brazil, we have business associations, Brazil, India. And it's right. to meet people, to know, to share experiences. So first, we have to teach our members what an association is. Second, we need to teach them how to network. So that's where that started. I started uh, making speeches and courses to our members just to address to that, what I just mentioned, the cultural differences of, of simple things, of having a business card, of sharing information with people. Many people didn't have a card, or if they had one, they didn't want to give it to anybody. So those were those steps. So it was through that time and that training that we were able to uh, better equip our own members to understand that aspect, to loosen them up a bit, if I may, uh, and then that interaction, because networking isn't one, a one-man show. It's not me. Uh, right. Success is us. So right. if I can teach you to do that, then the next minute you do that, everybody carries on. So that's been the success of the American Chamber here in Campinas. We were able to do that. Through that, I expanded it to the other regional offices throughout Brazil. I would travel and say the same thing, all right? Very simple things of the cultural differences, what we should do, how to present yourself, making a pitch, the elevator speech, those things, and to prepare people to be open. Because a couple of the things that I defended, and I still defend, networking for me is, is to create an ally. Most people right. think of networking I want a job or I want to sell you something. And traditionally, that's true anywhere. And that's not wrong. But what I say is, I'm looking for allies. The more you, AJ, know about me, the more you can help me. The more I know about you, Absolutely. I can help you. Absolutely. All right? But we need to know. And in a company, in an organization, commercial organization like the American Chamber, that's the fundamental point of, of just knowing what the other people do. So that started. So it was through that that the the members and the other people in the association started calling me in Portuguese, Ojeido Networking, the king of networking. So today, if you go into Google and make a Google search for Ojeido Networking, you'll find me. All right. Uh, because that's where I am. That's where I've been there. So it wasn't Tom saying I'm the king. It's other people saying you're the king. Because I can go out and tell everybody, I'd say, I'm good, I'm trustworthy, I'm this and that. But people only believe it if they hear it from a third party, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is where we're today. So today in English, how can I become the king of networking in English? You're helping me today, Jay. So the more that people in the world know that the king of networking is Tom Riach, he's in Brazil, that's how it started. And networking starts, but never ends. So that's where we are today. Right, right. Well, uh, it's 
it's a great achievement in, indeed when somebody else gives you a title and it's not given to your own self. And, and this is quite an achievement. You see, you are from Pittsburgh, USA, and then you uh, came to Brazil and then you are a part of Brazil in every way that is possible. And you are right. contributing, contributing in as many ways as possible. You run three podcasts uh, in Portuguese, in English. That's that's a lot of hard work in spite of, you know, passing through a lot of difficulties, health difficulties, which I'll come because that's a lot of inspiration for everybody across the world. And I would certainly like to talk about that, Tom. But talking in terms of networking, now you have seen the world from long ago when mm -hmm. all these benefits of social networking of the techno technology that we have today were not there yeah and and your your title did not come from from the modern social media it came no. from long long hard work now long that is work. that is great achievement and that is <laughs> real networking with people because i do understand what this is all about so I want to understand about your journey, how you landed in the U, uh, from U.S. to Brazil. Uh, what I don't know. What was the love? Was it was it football, <laughs> soccer? As a and, well, and it that, wasn't football or soccer. Yeah, that, will, that, that will help us understand, you know, a lot of how you actually be, became what you are today, and and that will be a lot of learning for us. Well, it's back to networking. Everything in my life. I started working when I was eight years old. All right. In the United States, I started delivering newspapers. So in delivering newspapers in Pittsburgh, I would either carry a bag of newspapers during the week or on Sunday, pull my little wagon, and then uh, taking that newspaper to the house, opening the screen door, putting the paper in, and, and going forward. That was communication in the United States years ago. That was communication in many parts of the world. It was a newspaper, newspaper and radio, right? Because I'm talking sort of before even TV. Yeah. So I learned the value of face-to-face -face contact with real people. I learned that young, right? And that's been a sequence of the success of my life forever. It's people. And obviously, if it can start with a face-to-face -face engagement, that people can generate that feeling, understand what you can do, customer satisfaction, which is a, a word used today. But if people realize and would say, well, thank you for putting my newspaper in the door during right. the rain or during the snow, that yes. was feedback, right? And then they would recommend to somebody else, well, if you want the paper, talk to Tom eight years old. And every week I got my money. I put my little nickels and dimes and dollars together in a jar. And that was my life. And one thing from that point forward evolved. Other people saw what I was doing, invited me to deliver more papers, to do other things. The sequence of jobs I had in Pittsburgh was based on people. I moved to Ohio, went to school there, high school. Jobs that I had there, people recognized an ability, technical ability to do things, but also the ability to interact with people, all right? I went to the university, Bowling Green in the state of Ohio near Toledo. Bowling Green is a city and it's a state university. 
my school had an exchange program with a school in Brazil. I didn't come, but my American girlfriend at that time came with another group of students to Brazil for student teaching engagement in Brazil. <clears throat> the reverse of that, Brazilian psychology students would go to Bowling Green for a semester. Okay. okay. My American girlfriend came, and when she was here, she met a Brazilian. She wrote me that Dear Tom letter. Oh, by the way, I met a Brazilian. His name is Paulo. Bye-bye. Okay. But we're still friends. The return journey, the Brazilians came to, to Bowling Green. I had a car. I had known the Americans coming. I met the Brazilians going. The mentor of that group was a Brazilian professor. And one of these little meetings and parties we would have, he says, well, by the way, what do you do? I said, well, I'm a teacher. I teach industrial education. Aha. We don't have that in Brazil. Okay. I had already graduated. I was doing post-grad work. I was already working as a teacher. Why don't you come to Brazil and do that? When you're young, AJ, you don't know anything, right? And so I said, well, why don't you come? Why not? I had never traveled, never been on an airplane. I said, well, this is the time to do that. And the little I knew about Brazil from what the group had shown me, it obviously was a beautiful country, offered many things, different language, but interesting people. So I said, why not? So I came. And that's where I learned the first part of what I do today, multicultural communication is a, a, a two-way or maybe a four-way highway. It's not the fact that I could come here and speak English and knew something, that I could communicate in a country that speaks Portuguese. And I was bringing a new concept. And I couldn't speak the language. So you, you come into a situation, say, well, it's an ongoing learning process. Well, let me see how I can adjust. Cultural shock, being in a country, trying to teach without knowing. There's no teaching English. Everybody speaks English. Not so much. Right. So I says, well, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get out of here because this is not making sense. But I found a job through another friend, being able to teach English at a school that only accepted native speakers. Says, well, we don't want you to speak Portuguese. Okay. So I started teaching English, started making some money, hopefully to get some money together to leave. Through that, other people I met today, which was at that time, my Brazilian girlfriend, Marcia. Aha, Marcia couldn't speak English. I couldn't speak Portuguese. But love when you're young, you can communicate in other ways, right? Even when you are old. <laughs> yeah, we, whenever. <laughs> so, time. yeah, you, you find a way, right? right? So we'd go to movies and the subtitles would be in Portuguese so she could understand. We'd go and have a pizza. And pizza is pretty universal, right? So I want a pizza. You could get a pizza. So that's how that started. So one thing led to another. Teaching English led me to business people who were the students at that school, who then found that I was an industrial education person who understood business, manufacturing, processes. And one of them hired me to do some work for him. And then very quickly, we became partners. I became partner in that company. So that's the business sense, business networking people. And at the same time, 
Marcia and I became more friendly, more communicative, and we got married. So those were the two reasons I stayed, all right? One is Mars. The second is having an economical, viable situation to be able to do that. From there until today, it's just been a continuity in the same process of people, companies, relationships, all right? Internationally, because much of my business at the beginning, I worked for a Danish company, a Dutch company, American company. I would travel, I'd be to Europe, the States would travel throughout Latin America. So it was more people, more contact, more cultures. And through all of that, I also developed what was the view of Brazil by all of these different cultures, or to be honest, the lack of the view. Because at that time, I said, well, Brazil, you know, snakes in the street, it's all jungle and business. No. It's not the story. Like I said, it's samba, it's beaches, it's beauty, but it's business. No. So that was the evolution. In 2009, after I had been an executive, after I had lost my job as an executive at 52, when I decided, well, what brought me here isn't going to get me anywhere. I have to restart. I had a relationship. I had my networking based on businesses that I was in. I need to restart. That's when I mentioned I started my own company here in Campinas of a consultant company to attract foreign companies, foreign investors to Brazil. In 2009, you may remember there's a world recession. Yes. Everything, everything stopped. Europe, India, Brazil, my consulting stopped. That's when I started the idea of Talk to Brazil. That was right. the advent. Before in 2000, you remember the start of internet. Yes. So in 2000, I started understanding what's internet all about? What's internet marketing all about? How does this thing work? And in 2009, I created Talk to Brazil, which was the world's first internet radio program in English about business in Brazil. And that was through a radio station called LA Talk Radio in Los Angeles. So we're talking virtual connections. I became knowledgeable in virtual connections in 2009. So from Campinas, I would generate uh, an internet radio program through a studio in Los Angeles live and interview AJ in India. Through Skype. At that time, it was Skype. If anybody remembers what Skype was, yes. that is how I started a radio program. And the owner, uh, Sam Hassan of LA Talk Race, says, well, the only restrictions is, well, you're the first person not in the States to do that, because most of the programs were from local people who work on commercial radio, if you remember, uh, were migrating to internet radio. So most of the, the hosts were in studio. He had a studio. So they would go to the studio and do what we're doing right now, interviewing whatever, talk shows. Because the United States, the culture is talk shows. Americans like to talk, like to hear people talk. That's where that went. But I says, well, I'm in Brazil, and this is my idea. And he helped me. He says, no, we can work it out. I have a sound table. I've been a sound engineer. We coordinate that. You buy and reserve your time, and that was it. So I did that. I started doing that 
generating programs in English, interviewing people about Brazil, later interviewing about business, because even though the focus was Brazil, most of business concepts are universal. Right. They vary a little bit. Obviously, doing business in India, there are cultural uh, characteristics you need to learn. But as right. I say, at the end of the day, it's all the bottom line. How you get to the bottom line, you have to understand. It's a process. It varies culturally, language-wise, time zones, whatever. But we're all looking for the bottom line. So that was that learning situation. So Talk to Brazil, internet radio program. The evolution of communication, I needed that coordination, was my next step to podcasting. Because that was the advent also. That then, later, was the advent of podcasting. And podcasting, as many know, transformed from musical content, spot, find the rest, to what right. we call content podcasting. And we, you and I, are part of this new part of podcasting. It's YouTube, right. it's Spotify, it's whatever. The evolution in the last two years has been fantastic. But yes. I can do, I'm here, here in Brazil, you are there in India, and we are each commanding our communication network, right? Right. Everything you need, you have next to you. Right. Everything I need is right here on the table. It's 1.2 meters by 80. That's it. And we're talking to 8 billion. We can talk and we could talk. We reach 8 billion people. Right. So that's a fantastic learning process that the international virtual networking for me started back there. I started meeting people and interviewing people in parts of the world that I would never thought possible. Right. And that's been today. So I haven't been, my success hasn't come from the pandemic and needing to do this. I've been doing this since 2009. For me, the transformation to because of the pandemic was natural. This is the way I've been working for a long time. Most people are still trying to understand <clears throat> that concept, which you have developed and you're a master of, right? They're still trying to figure out how to connect things. So tomorrow, and I'm saying literally not even tomorrow, today, the world's different. Tomorrow, the world will be different still. We need to be in touch with people. And we are virtually connected. I have never met you personally, right? Have you ever seen me personally? No, obviously no. not. Okay, it, it would be a pleasure with no doubt. But it isn't necessary to be the first step. The day we do meet, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a major party. But I don't need that. We don't need that to wake up in the morning, you prepare your afternoon, and be talking, to be doing business, to be sharing. Right. That's the world of tomorrow. Right, right. World of tomorrow. Uh from a person who has seen uh, relationships uh, and, and, and still con uh, continues to understand that relationships are the most important. Now, sir, you have seen from, from relationships, uh, for not for networking, but relationship for networking, uh, 
and and attaining different goals but not purely in terms of getting a, getting some job or to get some business done that's not the way it is now with the change in everything how do you see networking today and what would you advise to businesses and people who are wanting to further their careers to add value to their careers how should they take networking as and what are the tools available for them for these two things that is where uh, the real topic of our discussion is but you see somebody's a, a persons like you life story itself is a lot of learning for people to uh, actually understand things but now can you focus on this aspect on the careers uh, on the now, networking part i i had an insight several years ago uh this is during my life as uh a a speaker all right as a presenter as a consultant i learned that being a consultant uh, you needed a a tripod of things obviously you needed something to say right everybody recommended you become a speaker to talk about what you think you know and thirdly you need a book to write about that maybe people will use that uh, to see that you're an expert and create expertise so that's three things and at that time the insight came with the thing that you are a specialist in branding so networking, I said, is one process. Right. Branding is another. But I think they come together. Because my objective in networking, obviously, I said, is to find allies. But hopefully, I will be, in, in an occasion, I will be remembered and I'll be found. Okay. Those are the two keys to success. Many times we remember somebody or some, or some product or some service, but we can't find it. How many colleagues of the university do we have, all right, that were persons probably more knowledgeable than us or successes today, but we can't find them. We can't remember who they are. A product that you might have seen somewhere, and today on Instagram, you know, things are passing by so fast. You know, what right. do you do to hold that? You know, it's, you know, it's, a, it's like a twig in the stream. It's going by. If you don't grab on, you lose it. It'll right. pop up later. But what do you do? So I came to the conclusion, the conclusion, it would struck me. I said, I think I'm a can of peas. Have you ever eaten peas? Here in Brazil, anyway, peas... Normally, you put them in a salad. You, you know, yeah. They're never the main dish, right? You never sit down and say, well, today I'm going to have a plate full of peas. Right, right. You're going to have salad, and there may be some peas, there may be some fish, there may be some tuna, whatever. And it's going to be a side dish. But when I thought about cans of peas in the supermarket, and I said, nobody wakes up thinking, I'm going to go buy a can of peas today. But when you're going to the supermarket here in Brazil, and I'm sure in the States, maybe in India, when you're going down the aisle of the supermarket, you can see at that time several cans of peas. Today, they're pouches or packages or whatever, frozen peas, right? But there are many brands of peas that nobody wakes up thinking about. Right. 
Right. So I says, what makes people think about the pea that they're going to buy? What makes people think about the, the Tom Rhea consultant that they don't even think they need? So once I started projecting myself as a can of peas, and I saw that there were many peas on the shelves, and they were positioned, pricing, quality, easy open lids, whatever, but they're all peas. So I said, how can I, as a consultant, position myself, hopefully to be found, hopefully be remembered, right, for whatever I'm doing? And that was where I meshed the networking. I'm meeting people, but I need them to remember me. Not tomorrow, someday when they're thinking about a can of peas or anything else that I might offer. So that's the other side of networking. You, we need to keep purveying ourselves. Content generation, content marketing, podcast marketing okay. is just an evolution of all of that. So what I do generating three podcasts is generate information, content that I hope is valuable. It's people who uh, add that content like you're offering this opportunity to me, and that's generating content. That today and tomorrow, Google, the other search engines, pick up that. Right. So if we, if we don't generate consistently, we become lost in the web. We're not found easily. So this is why I'm still hate to networking, King working, networking, cafe networking, which is my third podcast that I mentioned. Networking is a universal word today. So if you go into Google and put networking, you're going to find a bunch of stuff. Cafe, coffee, India, I'm sure it's tea, but many places, Europe, the States, everyone wants to sit down and have a cup of coffee, right? Coffee is the point of engagement. It's tea is right. probably a point of engagement, right? Yes. These are the icebreakers, if you will. But when somebody says, I want to sit down for a coffee, or for you, let's have a cup of tea, there's, a, there's, a, there's depth to that, right? It's not what they want, but what can I offer? Why have they asked me? It could be a job. It could be whatever. It could be an opinion. We, I'm saying we, Tom Riach and AJ, we are thought leaders. So when people ring your bell, they want to hear what you think. They want, it's an opinion or an idea or advice. So that's our baggage. That's our life baggage that I feel I have a responsibility because we have to give back what we've taken and what we've been given. My success up until today, it's not been free. And it's not, not been me, and it's not been me. Yes. It's been us. It's been we. Many people that I've worked with or had the ability and pleasure to be with have all helped me. So if I can't give some of that back to people that I don't even know, why am I here? The bottom line, and for me, is a little bit deeper than uh, coins and bills, or 
or cryptocurrency today. All right. It's the enjoyment that I get of sharing whatever experience I have. Hopefully it'll help somebody. Every will help everybody. I don't have that uh, wish today. Conversion. We, we know we talk about uh, conversion rates. Right. If we can reach 3% of anybody listening, if we can engage and, and stick with somebody, one person, for me, that's success. All right. And that's how I judge myself. If somebody has says, hey, I saw your, your speech, I heard your podcast, I read your book, I did anything, that one that one stickiness is our rewards, my reward. And that's what I keep doing. That's why we're talking today. Right, right. Uh, in terms of tools, like for businesses, if they can produce more content, Tom, what about individuals? Now, does, does it mean that every job, you know, a person who has a career, they start producing podcasts. They can't do that. So <laughs> how how do they do uh, their branding or or how they can be found best in today's scenario? How do they do that? Well, you, you've seen and you've already mentioned, you are on multiple social media platforms. Okay. So it, it's not for us today to tell anybody which platform is the best. Okay. They all work. What people need to do, and there are still many people who are not digitally engaged. Okay. Business owners are not digitally engaged. The first suggestion is you need to become digitally engaged. You need okay. to understand very basics. Everything that I do, I've learned. I've learned in Google, uh, newsletters, reacting to people. It's self-teaching, but the information's out there. You need to get out of your chair and look for it. It's there and it's free. So for any person in business or thinking and uh, entrepreneurs today, startups, you have an idea, go with it, pick up the ball and go. There's information to help you. There are people to help you. But you need to be proactive. It's not, well, I want to buy a program, I want to buy this, oh, it's plug and play. A lot of things are plug and play. Uh, but personal relationships aren't. You have to learn. Is there an art of meeting people personally? Yes. Is there an art of meeting people virtually? Yes. Are they different to me? No. Uh, my, my group of uh, connections comes from people. I can only increase it from people I don't know. So I need right. to meet unknowns. So for me, my input is a person that I don't know. You. All right. The more that I learn about AJ, you become a nugget. Yes. But I have to be proactive. I have to answer your email. I'd like to invite you, whatever. Bingo. Yes. Yes. Our communication, I don't think our communication passed two sentences. And for me, it didn't pass four words, right? Is that true? So there's not a whole big thought process. You need to, opportunities come by every three and a half seconds. Pick them, go with it. Can it work? Can it, can it fail? Can it be a disaster? Sure, learn from it, go with it. But you need to have the energy to try. Most people, unfortunately, their energy is used to contain themselves. We are 
our biggest barrier. I'm saying that we, and if it doesn't work, it won't work. Try something else. All right. But that barrier, it's the hardest thing for me to help people change. But there are psychologists, there are other persons uh, better equipped to help overcome that. But you need to do that. I had to learn how to do I came to a country where I didn't speak the language. So we're talking about survival. Either you learn or you starve. So that requirement of learning, that in a business sense, if you can't feed yourself from your business, you starve, period. So what makes you want to learn? It's hunger. You need the hunger, all right, mentally, physically, to succeed, to try, to fail. And many people stop at the, the second step. So what I can say to anybody, the tools are there. What I engage and I've done on very practical, very simple things, in personal engagements of meetings that we had in the American Chamber and other organizations that I took part in, I would go in and many times people would have name tags, right? They right. stick a name tag, they stick it on you and write Tom or Mike yeah. or AJ, right? Yeah. right? Right. I would make my own tags. All right. I made okay. this is this is great. Right. This is my talk to Brazil tag. I would put that on. All right. And that was the if you can see that, talk to Brazil, whatever. Yes, yes. Very the good. backside, this is the QR code from LinkedIn. Okay, that, that's very innovative. Yeah, and this is before pandemic. We walk around, people come, oh, what do you do? Whatever, they do. give them cards. And I had business cards that were like that. All right, this is my old business card. Same thing. But many people take a business card, they don't even look at it. They stick it in their pocket. All right. That might have happened to you. I don't know. That's yeah, why my pictures on it. Well, I put my picture on it because they could stick it in their pocket. But when they get home, they're going to see that. They say, hey, there's that crazy American that gave me this card. It'll probably be the only card he has with a picture, right? It has all the information, whatever. Today, I'm not saying today, years ago, everybody walked around with this. I have my card on the back of my smartphone. Because now in the pandemic, nobody wants to touch. Nobody wants to be there. So just take out your camera and take a picture. I won't give you my card anymore. Take the picture. All right? Or at that time, I would spin it around, say, oh, QR code. They would click on the QR code, go right to my LinkedIn. Because most people say, well, I'll check you out later. Right. right? Has that ever happened to you? I'll get back to you. Have you heard that? Yeah, it all depends on how they perceive you. If they find you important, they want to hug you to have you forever, you know? If they don't... For me, oh, so when I do this to people, it, it, you know, it, it's... This is it. If you want to connect to me, it's here and now. It's not later. Because I don't know if I'm going to be alive later. I'm alive now. <laughs> so if, if you want to find me, this is it. I'm giving you a very simple way of connecting. Obviously, right. that shocks people. But I'm not here to find people who don't want to be. I want to find people who understand, who just look at that, think it's innovative, like you just said. Right? Right, right. So, wow, it click, is. click, click. If you want to connect to time, I'm here. This is it. Bingo. And we're done. Later, later, 
we can talk, I can call you, we can have coffee, we, whatever. I'll find out who you are, what you do. Maybe you can find out something. But it's not at the table when we're having coffee and, and biscuits, right? Right. And it's not at the exchange of, if I don't take your card, and then I look at it and say, AJ, India, dude, is that where you're from, really? You say, yes, no, whatever. I don't know what you're going to say. But I need to prime you. I need to give you, I need to open the door, right? Right. So if I show you either through this process or facial engagement that my door is closed, you won't come. So empathy, that's another word that we see. Yes. You have to smile. You have to be open. LinkedIn, if you look at this, look at me now, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, it's the same, smiling, engaging. Receptive. You, your page, LinkedIn page, not your profile. You have more than 1,100 followers. Means that's right. the great <clears throat> individual, you know? 1,100? No, 11,000. 11,000. Yeah. 11,000. Yeah. It's the door. That's the door. If they I've see seen it. companies struggling for 100, 100 followers, you know? And big well, companies. So it's the can of peas. When you see the can of peas, you say, wow. I'm going to try those peas. So that's everything, the essence of what we just said. Having people find you, pop up, and then seeing that can of peas and then wanting something that they weren't even thinking about. Because nobody gets up in them. Nobody. Some people do. But of the 8 billion, few people wake up and say, I'm going to call AJ. I'm going to call Tom. Not it. They're, they're, they're looking for things. Right. All the time, people are, are typing in, searching for whatever, everything. So hopefully, and that's why my LinkedIn profile is robust. I don't hope, I never hope that anybody would read it all. That's not my objective. All of that is to feed SEO. So it feeds LinkedIn, it feeds Google, a search may come to a little piece of that. So I consider that my LinkedIn page <clears throat> is my personal biography. So if anything there attracts people, they can click. Maybe they're interested. Maybe they're not. I say, well, yeah, whatever. But it's happening. It's a daily process. Right. You found me. We're on a different platform, Podmatch. Podmatch is another fantastic platform to match podcast hosts with guests, right? You are a podcast host and you are also a podcast guest. So am I, all right? So this opens a whole new opportunity for us in a developing environment, in a developing community. Right. People want to be guests. Many people have never been a guest. So when you're talking about public speaking, or speaking in an interview, people say they would rather die, right? So this is also a, pr a process. Learn how to engage. Learn how to interview. Learn how to be interviewed. It's learning. Every day we can learn something. I learn from you. Look at how many ways you take this, I'm going to call it simple because it's not simple, engagement, and very quickly, you will 
multiply that probably in 12, 15, maybe 20 different platforms. Yes. Jokingly. Than, before. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I conservatively put it at 80 countries, but I guess I cover around more than 150 countries. <laughs> oh, just for you, not for you, no, anybody to know. 10%, of, you know where 10% of my listeners come from? Do no, you know? India. That's that's a lot of... That's a, a lot, lot of people. Of there's a lot of people in India. But yes. I'm, in November of last year, I started offering, my podcast was, was placed on a platform called GeoSavin. Yes, yes. GeoSavin is probably the largest communication network in, in India. Yes, yes. It belongs to it belongs to that group. Yeah. So 10% yeah. of my audience is from India, which shows there are a lot of Indians, yes. There are a lot of Indians wanting to, or founding, or looking, or receiving something that I or other people say. Say, right. India, yeah, 10%. That's a lot of people. So again, so why would you be on an Indian platform? There are people out there that have interest. Why not? I jokingly said the, the next time we meet, you will probably be put, putting banners on the moon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, today it's the moonshot. It's the trip to Mars. That's an evidence. So can you imagine putting your banner on Mars and a satellite coming by and taking that picture? Priceless. So these are the steps that we have to be, we, again, but that's for, for business owners. We need to be lined up with the tendencies. What is changing? What's the mainstream? What will be mainstream tomorrow? It's not what's mainstream today. So I've had the, the pleasure of being first in several platforms because I follow tendencies. I say, hey, right. internet's happening. Learn internet. Right. Internet radio, new concept. A guy, an American in Brazil starting an internet radio program. He said, you're crazy. Why would you do that? Why not? I can do it. Low cost, great reach. No brainer. And moreover, it's a time of nano influencers. I see a lot of people approaching even I don't have uh, that much bigger following to show. But in terms of engagement, it's huge. And those people who understand it, companies are coming in and they want <clears throat> their CEOs to be there. And it's the smart people who understand. Because see, I've got more than 75,000 downloads on Spreaker itself. 10,000, 11,000 on Spotify. Then I've got YouTube. Then I've got Facebook. On LinkedIn, I've got more than 6,500 followers. So together, if you see, the numbers will not show it, but the engagement rate is so high that, that it, is, it is a lucrative proposition for anybody. And, and people who are smart, as I said, as you are rightly saying, it's going to be the mainstream. And it is becoming... It, it is. Day by day. Absolutely right. Well, what, what, what we see, uh, and back to that point, podcasting and podcast hosts, Podmatch and other sites like Podmatch are offering for guests the opportunity for them to pay to be on a podcast. Right. So it's, they're monetizing in different ways. So this is all innovation. This is all change, but we need to have our 
our antennas up and we have to see where it's going. I learned when I was a speaker once, one of my first speaking engagements after I wrote my book, uh, I was invited to speak because the book actually invites people to interview you. They don't want to read the book, but they want to interview you. So they invited me to speak about the book. And I went to a city called Bellarzon to my first speech to 3,000 people. Wow. I never spoke to 3,000 people. But in the meeting room of all of the other speakers beforehand, you know, coffee and everything else before you get on stage. And there were people who were more knowledgeable uh, and more experienced than I had in the chat. You know, say, well, how do you prepare for you know, speaking to 3,000? At that time, I remember this till today, says, you prepare. You need to prepare to speak to an audience of one. Absolutely. That's why I, I was smiling. Yeah, actually, no. you talk to one. And one and you talk to one. Three. If yes. there's 100, 200, 300, don't look at 3,000. Look at one. Yes. Because he says also someday you're going to go into a, a 3,000 uh, room and there's only going to be one. And you need to be ready to speak to that one. And, and so those are things that you, it's learning, it's sharing, it's going after experience that others have and can help you learn, right? And, and so those are the things that help me. That's when I say my, the we concept, my success is we, it's us, right? And it's those little things that what we're doing, if we can stick on one person today, somewhere in the world, I thank God that I got up early, all right? And I thank him as well, knowing you, because that's success. If there are others, great. If there aren't, great the same way, because we've changed something for someone, good or bad. Maybe they won't like it. But that's failure that we need to learn from. Could be success, could be failure. But tomorrow, the sun will rise earlier in India, later in Brazil, and we'll be doing, hopefully, what we do. Yes, yes. Uh, but, Tom, there is a growing tendency of people and companies. Companies, they want to sell you all the time. They reach you where you are online, and then they bombard you with, some of them bombard you with whatever they have, good or bad. Then individuals also, in terms of career connections and whatever, they, instead of actually trying to build up, you know, allies, they try to build up people. They can immediately, it's like killing on, killing the golden goose, <laughs> catching hold of you and trying to, you know, slap you to get all the eggs at the same time. Now, what would your advice for people as well as companies or brands like this? What has been your experience? Well, to your point, if we look recently, the, the, the concept of influencers, right, has become dominant for a while. Uh, and influencers were people doing exactly that, selling the golden goose egg. And whether they used the product or the service or whatever, uh, it didn't matter. They were, uh, they were well-known and they would put it on their Instagram or whatever and have one, two, three, 11 million people. And I'm still old-fashioned in the sense that I value more a person who has opened the can of peas and can say those peas are good. 
Right. They were delicious. So when I am bombarded with all of that, I try to clear and to see where is that coming from? If it's coming from an engagement or recommendation from either some person that I know or some organization that I know, obviously the mind fixes better on that. The rest of it, if it isn't that way, it's static. Maybe it sticks, maybe it doesn't. But I am very attentive because I've taught myself that in the process of the people that I'm connected with on LinkedIn or Instagram or wherever. And many of these, because they interact, those things come to us. That's brought to us on a dish every day. We can pick and choose, right? Right. So the more we pick and choose the right input, the more that input comes. The less you choose, the less comes. There's a good side and a bad side to that being corralled into one thing of one brand of peas. Maybe there's another brand that I want to try or should try. All right. But I will only try it if somebody suggests that I do. I just won't go down the aisle of the supermarket and randomly pick a can of peas just to do it. I may if it's the marketing has reached me, if the branding has reached me. Because today there's just so many... Everything's the same. Consultants, a dime a dozen. Yes. Podcast hosts, you said. Everybody, (laughs) four minutes after I interview somebody, they think that's a great idea, and and they start a podcast. They want to start a podcast. Tom, everybody wants to speak. (laughs) Nobody wants to start a podcast. I've had this (laughs) two weeks ago. uh, When I... Now I have people looking towards me to help them start their podcast. So now we have become, we can become mentors or professors of podcasting. And we can show that we have the experience, successful experience, because there's amateurs in everything. I don't want to say amateur are bad. It's part of the, pro- I was an amateur when I started, but I'm still here. Many amateurs stop in the process when they start sweating, when the muscles start hurting, when it becomes work, right? And this is work. Networking is work. Networking is hard work. Yes. Face-to-face, virtually, it's work. You got to have a shovel. You got to dig. You have to sift through to find the nuggets. That's work. People want the golden egg. They want to dial in, send me, they want to get in online, send me two golden eggs, right? (laughs) And and that's, maybe it works. I haven't seen it, but it's what, what can I do to network? You can work. You have to start working, start reaching out to people, create a profile on on LinkedIn. Professionally, you have to be on LinkedIn. Ah, but I'm on Instagram. Okay. Professionally, you need to be on, needs to be robust. Right. It's not people. People will see it, but. SEOs, other systems will. So if you're not in the right place, you're in the wrong place, right? That's binary. You either are or you aren't. But anyway, we tend to network and the Instagram and Facebooks tend to close your community. It doesn't open your community. My thoughts of LinkedIn, LinkedIn is still opening community. Right. Still attracts. So that's the suggestion I can give to everybody. 
that's a that's a lot of good advice not just uh, suggestion because at the end of the day uh, it's what people are about relationships and relationships are about people right and isn't it and without without them coming together nothing is going to happen you can't you can't get the golden goose <laughs> so easily it's not easy you can you can fool somebody once you cannot fool them more than once right you know so that is it uh, tom i wanted to ask you you have seen everything from so close a lot of people after 40 45 they start and today's time these are tough times for a lot of people because from the industry perspective uh, they are obsolete somewhat that's the feeling sometimes people try to give them or they also develop over time if they are not so confident of themselves <laughs> you started as an intern as you call it at 52 right you know yes and now you you know at this point you are you can wake up at 7 even if you are young you don't want to wake up at 7 <laughs> and you are doing this podcast so lively in spite of you know all those difficulties in life and still trying to learn everything it's not easy for them to learn new tech that comes every day hundreds of new tech artificial intelligence everything is coming every day no no I, well uh, so, I, I agree with you that everything's coming every day yeah I'll, uh, I'll, so I don't is, agree I don't agree that it's hard to learn okay Okay. It's free. As I said, it's free. It's there. Yeah, so you got, you got to tell them to people because what do you tell these sort of people not to lose hope and make use of everything? Because there is a growing section of people, 40 plus, who need such, you know, such same advice, you know. Well, tell you another and story. Well, years ago, I interviewed a young person on Talk to Brazil, and he just created over 30 CEO, over 30, not now under 30 CEO. Yeah, I see and, that. I see that title in LinkedIn everywhere. Yeah. He started under 30 CEO. Because again, all the young people and everything else is under under 30 CEO. That was a URL, under 30 CEO.com. After I interviewed him, it made me think. I said, wow, if he's out there purveying, I says, when he's 31, he's done. It's over, right? So two weeks later, I created over 60 CEO. So if you go in LinkedIn, wherever, over 60 CEO.com, I started that really to That's give off because I was over 60. So I says, well, there's a, and there's little information back to your point about becoming old, becoming a, a, an old CEO of becoming redundant in a company, of being set out. So what do you do? When, when I was 52, I was done. They fired me in a general sense, you know, coffee and biscuits and everything. They'll thank you for your thing. And I still have plaques on the wall of everything, and that's it. And they don't want to say you're old because they can't. But that's when I made my personal uh, strategic analysis. I was doing that in a company. So I sat down, looked in, in the mirror and says, hey, uh, what do you got? And, and what don't you have? And what I had was traditional brick and mortar company experience. 
What I didn't have and the, and the tendency was internet. Right. So I says, hey, you got to learn this. Because if not, I will be obsolete. Other people think I'm obsolete because of age. And I will be if I don't acquire new skills. So that was, I, I sat down and became an intern for six, six months to learn the internet. I, said, I just want to learn what this is all about. And I did. I wrote my book. Because people said, your book, this is the book, all right? And the book is, it is Portuguese. It's only written in Portuguese. One of the few American authors who's written a book in Portuguese. And it says, be an executive and not execute it, right? Be an executive and not execute it. I wrote yeah. that after I left because I had created an image. I had an image networking because of Tom Riach, Alcoa, Aluminum, and everything I did. So I got to start. And I put that all in. And part of that book is the tidbits that people shared with me after I left. Well, remember the day you said this, you said that, or you did this? I didn't remember. Because we don't know how we stick to people today. But they offered that. So a third of the book are these little tidbits that people gave back to me. The front is how I came to Brazil would be my story. The middle uh, are points of engagement in networking, how do how you become how to maintain uh, skill sets, how to become uh, useful in age. So that's the book. The title, the cover, it really is the effect because it generated a lot of interviews on radio, television, speaking, bingo. People read it, doesn't matter. The title is out there and will be forever on internet, forever. Now, I'll be dead and that right. will be out there. Right. So that's an advantage of writing a book. But it, it, and, I, and I did that because I needed to learn, I wanted to learn how to write a book. There's a process. Because I had a mental blank because of writing. I'm not a good writer. Well, why don't you write a book? Why don't you write? Ah. So I linked in, I linked in Google, how to write a book. And I found a newsletter from a guy who says, well, you can, you know, <laughs> write a book in 15 minutes, 15 days, actually. <laughs> wow. And I followed it. <laughs> so he says, if you can talk, you can write. You can write a book. And I did. I followed his newsletter, and that's the book. Uh, I so found somebody. It, it, it I, I, talked, I, 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 I verbalized the, the whole book. No, I verbalized the whole book, and a person set up, put it in text form and whatever. Uh, but I learned how to do it. Learned how to take a picture and everything else. I didn't do it. Then you had to find the company. Because you can find people who have all of the, the experience, the skill sets that you don't have. And that's the, the best thing that I learned. You learn that you don't know everything. But you learn that somebody does. It may not be the one person. You have to go out and find those skills and people or companies or whatever. And then you use them, plug and play when you need them. So at, at some point, we are that skill set that somebody needs. And another point, I have to find people with a skill that I don't have. That's the world today. That's the world forever, I think. So what are our skills? And we can learn some of them, or we can buy some of them, or we can rent some of them. That's business. So these are the things for our listeners. It's not set in granite. It's not chiseled in, right? 
business processes, networking process, communication, branding, that sometimes you may say, well, they're not consistent. They are, but they're not solid. We have to understand that times are changing, customs are changing. The younger persons, all right, we're talking to, when we talk to a young audience, and I learned that in podcasting, here I would go out and when I started my podcasting, I would go up to people and say, well, how do you listen to a podcast? In Brazil, they didn't even know what a podcast was. And I would show them and give them their, oh, this is it, this is what is it. Ah, and that's how it started. But what I found with young people, they would get into their smartphone and they would click on YouTube. They didn't have Spotify and all this other stuff. They didn't want to download all that stuff. Right. It was YouTube. Because YouTube could have dancing videos, it could have songs, it could have anything. It could have how do you, how do you fix your, your shower head. It has everything. So that's the go-to that was the go-to for anybody under 20. I says, wow. So my podcast, which is only audio, is on YouTube. Why? Because you send it anyway, you send it, somebody clicks, it opens up, and it plays. And everything needs to be quick. Right. Because we only have a very short window of acceptance because of what you said. We're bombarded with so much, right? right? So that window has to be, and for young people, bingo. Older people, they might have time. They're not looking for skill sets. They're sitting back. They're fishing. I don't know what they do. But maybe they have time to go through all that stuff. But younger people, it's here and now. Cafe Network, in five minutes, my listenership increased at the same speed I reduced the time. Talk to Brazil was a 50-minute live broadcast years ago. That's out the window. That became 30, became 20. Five minutes, bingo. So these are things. It's for everybody. No, but it's for somebody. So as much as we can offer something to a wider range of people, the more success we will have. And that's your success because you're offering a, on all these different platforms and there are viewers, there are listeners on all of them. Right. You see, Tom, earlier they used to say life begins at 40. And then <laughs> technology with technology, you forget that. You start thinking that you are... Absolute. I mean, it's 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 an irony, isn't it? People. Must oh yeah. <laughs> For anybody who's thirty-nine, they think it. But I'm seventy-four, and uh, I still think life is a piece of cake. I still got a long way to go. My book started, and the concept that I show there is that we have three lives. The first, and for somebody who is twenty years old today, they could be alive at one hundred and forty. All right, I could be alive at a hundred. Seven, I could be, technically. We're living longer than what I thought I would when I was 22, when I was back in Pittsburgh. So this is, this is the reality. We are living longer. So retiring at 50, when you could be alive at 120 or 140, doesn't make sense. And that's an economical problem in the world. The governments can't support people who've retired. That's, you know, money yes. can't do it. So we need to be, and why do I do what I do? I need to be economically active. I right. can't depend on a government or my kids or whatever. 
I need to generate revenue until the day I die. When am I going to die? I don't know. So today we see a lot of people who thought they had generated enough revenue for whatever they thought their life would be, and they're out of money, and they're out of skills. And maybe the lake's out of fish. They don't have anything to do. So we need to be active. We have to keep uh, Tom Riach thinking. All right. No, that's the, that's absolutely right the, thinking. The, the more I'm active, it's also a self-preservation mechanism. It's here. I need to keep this healthy. I can run, I can walk, I can jog. But how do you keep your mind healthy? So part of the secret, no secret, if I can keep my thought process, innovation, tendencies, what we're doing, communicating, I need to preserve this activity. So input, skill sets, anything, it's the brain's activity. Because I want to be 120, but I want to remember that I was here with you, AJ. And I want to be here again. Yes, absolutely. That's a given. I wouldn't if I can't talk and I'm not cognitive enough i won't be so that's a little bit of a lot of stuff i talked about today and i, I hope that helps you and your, your your audiences it is indeed indeed and in fact uh, uh i was about to ask you when does life begin but then i thought i would rather <laughs> ask yes uh, if, if they said earlier now when does life begin you know when the, earlier they used to say life begins at 40 now, when does life begin? So I will ask you differently. You have fought cancer and drove it away. Right. I guess a lot of people see illnesses, issues, a lot of difficult stuff, and they withdraw. They stand, they feel that they are alone, they are defeated. I guess yeah. when you start to fight the issues that boggle you, that's right. when I guess life begins. I would like to, I would like to hear from you, Tom. How did you uh, fight the cancer that you had, uh, and exactly when does life begin? Began for you, in that sense. Well, it rebegan. All right, so it was a rebirth. I think we we need to talk about reborn, being reborn, and that was reborn. <clears throat> I discovered I had cancer, breast cancer, a male. One day I was just rubbing on this side. I felt a little lump. I said, well, that's strange. Went to my heart doctor because that time I would, you know, yearly check up, heart doctor. But that's the problem. When you're 50-something, uh, you go to a heart doctor. You got high cholesterol. You got something. Everybody has something. I says, hey, this is different. He touched it. And he said, hmm. So when a doctor goes, hmm. And in Portuguese, he says, that's important. So when they say that's important, then you know you got a problem. But very quickly, got up from his office, went, made a checkup, biopsy confirmed that I had cancer. Wow. You know, that was a shocker. That First was cancer. That was when, uh, Tom? 11 years ago. That was going back. Remember what I said, LA Talk Radio and Talk to Brazil? It was after I started Talk to Brazil. So I went that, had the surgery, the, and the, the rebirth started with my doctor, with the surgeon. Right? And he said two things which were important. 
said many things, but what struck me says, I can remove the cancer because that's mechanical. I'll cut it out and I'll take it out. But the cure is in your head. The cure is in your head. So, so he was telling me, change your mindset. Get out, get away from stress. The second thing that he said was probably more important, and my wife was with me. He said, just do what you like. From today on, just do what you like. I said, well, tell her that too. So just do what you like. So I changed my mind. I'm just going to do what I like. Because many, my, many types of diseases come from we do things we don't like. Stress. And the doctor said that. Stress. I agree with that, Tom. It's stress-driven. He says, stop it. Because you don't know how many days you have. He was honest. He says, I, I can't tell you today how long you're going to live. But the cure's in your head. Just do what you like. Bingo. So that was the recycle. Second point, having help at that stage. Obviously, the family helped me. I had uh, a woman friend who had cancer. She became my mentor. Those days of chemotherapy and everything else where you really don't want to get out of bed. Uh, and she would help me. And finally, I'd call her up. I'd Olivia, what do you think of this? We'd say, nah, that's a jello. Eat jello. Okay, eat jello and whatever. So there's little things. The business side, which is also important, I had my consulting and everything else. That, that stopped. So as a consultant, as a small business owner, personally engaged in everything, stopped. Once you tell people you have cancer at that time, everybody thought you were dying. Cancer 10 years ago was sort of, he's dead. So why would anybody hire a consultant who's dying? Bingo. But I'd started to talk to Brazil with the radio program. And Sam Hassan in LA, I wrote him an email, Sam, unfortunately I have cancer. I'm going to be going through chemotherapy and I'm not going to be able to have my program. My program was on Monday. Monday's going to be my chemotherapy, whatever. And Sam was very honest. He said, well, what I can do, uh, I'll hold your time because I was paying for my time slot. So I'll hold it. I won't charge you. Uh, and we'll see what happens. All right. If somebody wants your time slot, I'll let you know. Then you decide. Fair. Bingo. So went through my treatment, everything else that was ongoing. Uh, this started in October. The following January, uh, Sam wrote me an email. You know, how are you doing? How's everything coming? Whatever. Just for you to know. Because the programs that I had recorded were still up and being replayed. I hadn't generated anything new. He says, just for you to know, your replays are getting 4,000 downloads a month. And I'm feeling like a pile of crap with chemotherapy and everything else. So if you want energy, if you want that energy drink, that was it. He says, wow, if something's happening that I'm not even doing, that is something I like to keep doing. Does that make sense? That's, so an, went, amplifi that's an amplification of what you did. So I back to Sam. Thanks for the information. That really charged me. That charged my battery. It really did. I just want to thank you for the information. I'm still in the midst of treatment, but by June, I hope to be done with that. 
And by June, I'll get back to you or before if I can. But that was my, and that made me think again. That made me reposition my rebirth. This is wow. If I, what I have done is still generating interest. The rest, my consulting's out the window. People don't want to talk to dead people. I says, I think that's what I'm going to go back to do. So as soon as I was physically able to, I restarted Talk to Brazil. I started with other interviews, what have you, and kept it going. And it's where we are today. So the rest is history, podcast, and whatever. But that was the rebirth. So to our listeners, to our audience, there are seeds out there. There are things that we may not see that can help us overcome situations like that. Because really, I thought I was dying. I could have died. I didn't. Uh, but the re-energizing, the following tendencies, networking. I created a whole different network of women who had cancer that were my, my chemotherapy buddies. We'd sit there and talking or sitting there in a thing with pumping stuff into you, and we talk. So I learned the cancer side. I learned how vicious breast cancer is to women, right? I learned, unfortunately, in Brazil, many women, their, their husbands, their, their partners leave them because they've lost a breast. They become deformed and everything else. Bingo. So you learn a whole lot of stuff that you, as a man in that situation. We never even think about it. So that opened up from that. And not because of that, I also started networking for women here in Brazil. I started groups. I started speaking to women, uh, women startups and entrepreneurs, everything else, for just women how to network, how, how they can network among themselves, more specifically because Brazil is a macho country. How can you network in, in, in atmospheres full of men? So that's one of the few people who talks about female network in Brazil. So those are the things that came from all that. So anything can regenerate, reborn, restart. And here we are. So what tomorrow will be, I don't know. And I don't really need to know. What we need to be prepared for, AJ, and you're good at that, we just need to be prepared for whatever it is. We need to be flexible. We need to adapt. We need to maintain energy. We need to be active. That's it. Yeah, this that's it has a lot of information and inspiration in it, Tom. It has a lot of information and a, a life's you know understanding of life in it, and I'm sure. Well, you see the point. The the longer we live the more information we keep and get and have. That's called experience. That's called living. Yes, but, but the more information you have, you still got to remember some lines which keeps you <laughs> alive. Like the doctor said that I can remove the, the cancer, but you've got to fight it in your mind. Right. And that's true. Yes, that's true. That's something to remember. You may have heard it before you may hear it again and again but the most important part is to remember it all the time for yourself 
we have to remember that when times are a little bit rough, all right? Uh, sometimes when we can't open that can of peas and we become frustrated, uh, that's when you need to remember, smile, be happy. Because right. somewhere else, unfortunately, in this world of ours, it's worse. All right. We need to be thankful for what we have while we have it. We should never overlook right. that. And right. there, there's no business that can take that away from us. So it, 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 it's centric, it's self centric. We need to take care of me. You need to take care of you before you can take care of somebody else. You're right. As they say in a plane that if there is a problem in the plane, then you put the mask yourself so that That's you it. can help others. That's it. Yes. Very good. Yeah, I saw I, I know it. I saw it. But there was a movie in which they particularly talked about it. So I suddenly remembered it that uh, it was positively said. You know, and, and that's the way, that's the way in life, you know, you've got to be healthy to be of use to others. And we continue doing that, what, what I hope to be, and, uh, and part of that, I am a volunteer. I volunteer in organizations, several, specifically organizations here in Brazil locally that help uh, cancer survivors, uh, because what happened to me could happen to others. Uh, what helped me could help others. So on the giving side, that's also an important part uh, of interviewing, podcasting, uh, generating that information. I've also been interviewed by, uh, more recently, uh, Talia Dandy on PodMatch. She interviewed me talking about uh, the cancer. So th the more we can share of what we know, in any sense, can help somebody always. Right, Tom. Right. Any, any, any now as last uh question not a question but any closing thoughts it's been a lot of learning from you any last thoughts on fighting in life and and networking doing grow, growing any any closing thoughts from you uh, what i would say to close for whoever's listening uh meet somebody new today or even call somebody that you know and you haven't talked to for a while engage with someone right now that's well said engage with someone right now somebody new or somebody you have not talked to in quite a long time on this note tom it's a wrap on this wonderful edition of the kaj masterclass thank you very much indeed for the time for your time have a great day thank you very much thank you